Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Green estate in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett From Walt Disney Home Video comes the summer's best Robin Hood adventure with America's most popular hero. It's Robin Hood I want! Walt Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, he's so handsome. He's the cutest and foxiest Robin Hood ever. And kids got class. This summer, give your family an adventure they'll never forget. Walt Disney's Robin Hood on video cassette. Capture the fun today. What are we waiting for? Join Blockbuster Video and Disney at the Fox 43 Balloon Classic October 19th and 20th. Welcome, everyone, to a Sherwood Forest edition of Be Kind, Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan Teets, and we have not one, but two people in the studio with us tonight. Of course, first of all, we have... Kyra Hawkins. And then we actually have a special guest on the line tonight. We have Chris Reuter. He is a children's author that has been so gracious to bestow us with some of his time. So I will let him do the rest of the formal introduction on himself because I don't want to mess anything up. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Like you said, my name is Chris Reuter. Uh, I am a children's book author. I uh, recently had one come out. You can't see it, but I'm holding it up. <laughs> uh, your own little world. It's very colorful. Everybody should check it out. So, is that your first book? How many have you written? Uh, this is my debut novel. Uh, okay. I don't know if you call it a novel since it's a picture book. Uh, I, I used to tell stories to my daughters, but now they've grown up and don't want to do story time with Dad anymore. So, I, I decided to share it with, uh, with all the other kids of the world. Well, hey, we are glad to have you on the podcast tonight to be able to share your children's story knowledge with the rest of our listening audience. So, as you can tell by the intro of the show, when I said Sherwood Forest, of course, that means we are talking about Herbie Rides Again. No. No. <laughs> I have been joking with Kyra about this for probably six months now, because... This is Kyra's favorite movie. It is the 1973 animated classic, Robin Hood, not to be confused with Men in Tights, Prince of Thieves, or the Jamie Foxx one that was released maybe four years ago. And that's all that we're going to say about that. I will say, um, this is my favorite Robin Hood, but Men in Tights is a very close second. Like, I wish that was a Disney Plus movie so that we could talk about it. I agree. When, and, when uh, I, think of Hood, I think of the fox, but when I think of everybody else, I think of men in tights. <laughs> I really don't see why that one isn't on Disney Plus since Princess Bride is actually on there. And it may just be a rights kind of thing, kind of like why Spider-Man isn't on 
Disney Plus and won't be for like three to five years or until they're done with their stars rigmarole. But, um, Chris, what are your first impressions of this movie? Uh, I absolutely love this movie. Like, uh, I, I'm I'm with your co-host. It's it's one of my favorite Disney movies out there. Uh, I feel like I could watch it more than once in a row. It, it, it's it's a lot of fun, and the singing rooster he helps bring it along. It's it's a great one. Yeah, it. I want to say that I've seen this more than once, but it's probably one of those things that I'm misremembering. And I think I just got Kyra very upset because I claim to have watched more Disney movies than I probably have. But it's because I catch like bits and pieces of different movies and somehow they all get mashed into one. Like we just did Bedknobs and Broomsticks maybe two weeks ago. And for some reason, I thought that the was it a lion in that one? Yes. I thought I thought that he was the same character, just a poor man's version of that character in that movie, playing um, Prince John, because as we all know, Richard had a mane, which made him better. <laughs> so I never thought why John didn't have a mane. Like he's a boy lion. Where's his mane? Does he shave it? The world will never know. But that's actually that's a it may have been Disney's way of distinguishing that he hadn't fully come into his own and he never would since he ended up picking rocks at the end of the Disney movie. He's not um, like a man. He's <laughs> basically a child. That's a good point. That's probably exactly what they were going for. Yeah. And especially with him sucking his thumb and rubbing on his ear every time that Something didn't quite go his way. Crying for mommy. Yes, crying for mommy. So, this movie was actually released November the 8th, 1973. It did $27.5 million in initial revenue. This is not counting any kind of re-releases, anniversary sets, special annotated DVD with the inset of a lion that will pop out when you open it up which I think Disney probably did make. But the initial release would have been $181 million in today's box office. And now that movies are starting to come back, that's that's probably about what some of the lower movies are making. I don't know why this one didn't make more than this. Kyra, do you have nothing any? Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it's, it's definitely nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely better than Onward. Which I think made a buck forty six before it got shut down by COVID. Oh man. And we will be discussing that one in eighteen years. <laughs> All right. All right. So the synopsis, which as always comes to us care of Wikipedia, goes a little something like this. The story is notated or is narrated, excuse me, by Alan Adale. He introduces Robin Hood and Little John who live in Sherwood Forest, robbing from the rich and giving to the overtaxed townsfolk of Nottingham. The sheriff of Nottingham tries to catch the two, but he fails every time. Meanwhile, Prince John and his counselor, Sir Hiss, arrive in Nottingham. Earlier, Sir Hiss hypnotized Prince John's brother, King Richard, to go off on the Crusades, allowing Prince John to take the throne as the de facto king. Unfortunately, the prince is greedy and immature. 
even sucking his thumb whenever his mother is mentioned. Robin Hood and Little John rob Prince John by disguising themselves as fortune tellers, prompting the prince to put a bounty on their heads. The sheriff, under Prince John's orders, taxes the inhabitants of Nottingham incessantly. However, Robin Hood gives back some of the money to a family of rabbits and gives a bow, arrow, and one of his hats to the young rabbit Skippy for his birthday. Skippy and his two, friend, his two sisters and his friend Toby test out the bow, but Skippy accidentally fires the arrow into the grounds of Nottingham Castle. The children sneak inside, meeting Mar Maid Marian and her lady-in-waiting, Lady Cluck. Marian reveals that she and Robin were once, her, were once childhood sweethearts, but that she was sent to London and has not seen him for years, only returning recently to Nottingham and assuming Robin has forgotten her. Friar Tuck, the local priest, visits John and Robin to report that Prince John is hosting an archery contest with a kiss from Maid Marian as the prize. Robin disguises himself as a stork and enters the contest, while Little John masquerades as the Duke of Chutney to get close to Prince John. Robin wins the tournament, but Prince John recognizes him and exposes him, sentencing him to death despite Marion's pleas. Little John threatens Prince John with the dagger, resulting in a fight between Robin's forces and Prince John's soldiers, culminating in Robin's party escaping with Maid Marion and Lady Cluck in tow. In the forest, Robin and Marion enjoy a romantic evening, then are surprised by Robin's merry men, who sing a song about John, dubbing him the phony king of England. Prince John learns of the song and spitefully triples the taxes. Most of the town cannot pay and as a result are imprisoned. The sheriff visits Friar Tuck's church to steal him to steal from the poor box, and the mortified Tuck attacks him with a quarterstaff, resulting in Tuck's arrest for treason. Prince John learns of this and orders Tuck's execution hoping to lure Robin into doing something rash to save him. The night before the execution, despite the precautions of Prince John, Robin Hood and Little John sneak into the castle. Little John manages to free all the prisoners, Tuck included, while Robin steals all of Prince John's gold. Hiss awakens and tries to stop him, rousing the entire castle. Chaos ensues as Robin and the others try to escape the Sherwood Forest, and Robin is forced to return to the castle to rescue Skippy's sister named Tagalong. The sheriff chases Robin through the building and attacks him with a lit torch, setting the castle ablaze and forcing Robin to join it to jump into the moat. Little John and Skippy anxiously wait as the water is pelted with arrows, and for a moment it seems as if Robin has been killed, but he eventually emerges unharmed. Hiss chides a despairing Prince John for his failed trap and points out the castle, which belongs to Prince John's mother, is a fire, which drives Prince John to his sanity. Later, King Richard returns to England and, and sentences Prince John, Hish, Hiss, and the sheriff to hard labor in the, rock, in the royal rock pile. He pardons Robin, who marries Maid Marian, and leaves, Robin, and leaves Nottingham with Little John and Skippy in tow. The end. Alright, so what is everyone's first opinions on the movie itself. Well, I absolutely love the idea of Robin Hood in general, taking from the rich and giving to the poor, especially 
the suck your thumb prints that we have on there. It, it It's poetic justice and three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Okay. Now, is one of those uh, Prince John's? <laughs> Kyra, initial thoughts? Um, well, you know, there's been so so much buildup to this movie. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I know I've told you this. I don't know how to talk objectively about this movie because um, I love it so much. You said you didn't think that there would be a single thing I would find wrong with it. And there is one tiny thing at the end that bothers me. Um, we can get to that later. Okay. But, um, no, it's it's my very favorite. Um, Robin Hood, the fox, was probably one of my first childhood crushes. <laughs> I know that's weird, but, like, I know I'm not the only one that has said that because I've, like, looked it up. There, Like, other people are, like, enamored with this animated fox. <sighs> So, um, I don't know. It's one of the first movies I remember watching as a little girl, and um, I watch it several times a month. Okay. So, I love it. Yes. So, how many times have you watched it in, say, the last month and a half, preparing for this Mm. big reveal? Probably three or four. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe more like it's just one that I turn on when I need a comfort movie or like if I'm up in the middle of the night and there's nothing else, you know, to catch up on Robin Hood. It's always there. And seeing as how you have been down this last week, you've probably been having it on in the background while things are going on. Um, I did have it on a couple days ago and then I had it on earlier today while I was doing some things. Okay. Yeah. It it never gets old. No, it doesn't. And as I've said, I am a misrememberer, so I say I've watched bits and pieces, probably haven't watched the entire thing from beginning to end prior to preparing for this movie, which may drive a sword into Kyra's heart. No, I'll forgive you. It's all up. I, I actually, I liked this movie. It will be one that will be watched when the world's youngest podcast host is of age to actually start watching good Disney movies. In fact, it might be one of the first ones that he actually will sit down and watch with me. So, um, all right. Well, I actually, I liked, we're going to rewind. We are going to go ahead and jump into the movie and the movie jumps in and gives you a little bit of background. And you have the running montage of all the animals chasing each other, the good animals being chased by the bad animals, the bad animals being chased by the good animals. Mm. Meanwhile, Alan Adele is telling the tale in song, which I loved. This is actually the probably the second musical movie that I have liked. The other one being, of course, Mary Poppins. But we get into the movie itself proper, And I have a quote that Robin said. He said, we never rob. We borrow a bit from those who can afford it. That's a good quote. Yeah, and and that's actually, that's mainly what I've got for most of my notes is talk, is um, quotes that are actually made during the movie. Because I was hooked. I couldn't, I really couldn't sit and take proper notes on, oh, well, this piece 
didn't go with this piece or anything else like that. So, did anyone else catch that? What what's the what's the name of the snake? Hiss. Sir Hiss. <laughs> Sir Hiss said that he hypnotized King Richard to go off on the crusade. Yep. That I'm trying to wrap my head around it to figure out how a strong lion could get hypnotized. But of course, if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have the movie, and we wouldn't have Prince John sucking on a thumb whenever th- anything went wrong. And of course, Hiss tries to hypnotize John right after this, and he doesn't go for it because he kind of realizes what's happening because he was trying to make him stop sucking his thumb and pulling on his ear like he has a bad ear infection. Um, moving well, along. Well, they that the more intelligent you are, the easier you are to hypnotize. So maybe it's something along those lines. I had never considered that. I may have to go in and see if I can get hypnotized. And then I'll report back on another episode. Yeah. It's just a plot device. Like, see, this is one of those things where I'm like, ah, oh, don't question it. Just, he had to get Richard out of the way. Mm-hmm. And you can't really say on Disney, oh, well, he's off killing people because of his religion. Like, that, <laughs> that's that's not going to happen. No. That that's definitely a I could see why why they did it that way and it and it it makes sense once again and it's not just because it's a Disneyfication of of the truth of what was actually going on during the first crusade. I'm probably wrong on that. I think it's the second. Okay. And the bad part is I actually just read a book on the crusades like a month ago. And I can't remember the can't keep I think it was like seven or eight different crusades, so they all tend to lump in together once they get to the fourth or the fifth one. So as the movie mo- as the movie moves along, I can't remember who said this, but it was snakes don't walk, they slither. His said that because said he's that. like Prince John is like I don't remember exactly wow I should know this, but he threatens him the like if you don't stop you'll be walking back. Oh okay. Snakes don't walk, they slither. Okay. And like I said, I've got most, I got mostly quotes from the movie. The the three little rabbits, I loved them. Especially when they start talking about not breaking an oath. And one of them said, spiders, snakes, and lizard heads, if I tattletail, I'll die till I'm dead. And it that actually would be a pretty good motto for anyone to have. Even if it's not a, well, I don't know. It, it, it seems like something that somebody should have as a tattoo. <laughs> um, well, so the, Mrs. Rabbit has 14 kids, and we only get to meet uh, the three, Skippy and I. the daughter's names aren't coming to mind. So we really only spend time with Skippy, really, mm-hmm. and the older sister. And then, of course, they shoot the arrow over the castle wall. And we may we meet Maid Marian. Yes. And Lady Cluck, who I think um, Lady Cluck is one of my favorite characters because she's just so tough. Um, it's like the whole like women supporting women, strong female characters, and um, she like kind of plays into the like um, like romance stuff with Marion and Robin, but she also like asks her about her hopes and dreams. And I don't know, that means something to me. It's not just about the boy. Yeah. But even though she is, even though she does play it tough, she has a soft side for 
the rabbits. Mm-hmm. So that way she's not a one-dimensional character that just, oh, well, do what you got to do and everything like that. I love how they both just go into the imagination play with the kids mm-hmm. as well. And then you, you would expect them to freak out, oh, get out of the castle. But they're just like, yeah, rock on, let's play. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. That's how you know they're good. Because they're able to play with children? Yeah. Okay. That, that makes me wonder how good I am. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Makes us all wonder now that now that you've done said that. Well, they are really sweet in this part. So cute how they play out the whole scene where he rescues her and then they kiss in the make-believe forest. It's just so cute. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the um, Robin and Baloo who is trying to get home to his... Yes, I know it's Little John, but it's Baloo. In every iteration that I'll ever see. Well, he's Little John in this movie, sir. (laughs) The Quantum Leap Theory. Thank you! (laughs) Yes! I knew there was a reason we had you on here, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) This has come up in every movie that has an animated bear. (laughs) Well, it's because there's only one person to play every animated bear. Because he's good at it. Yeah. But let's not lie, Little John is the best. Yeah, he's okay. But the next quote that I had was when John and Robin were talking about his affection for Marion, and he's he's like, "Well, what am I supposed to say? Go up to her, knock on or tap her on the shoulder, say, hey, remember me? We were kids together. Will you marry me?'" So he then says, "You just don't do it that way, uh, or it's just not done that way." And um, I don't know. I think for the right person, it would work. Yeah, if you, if you, and see, I've watched more than my share of Robin Hood and Robin Hood adjacent movies, TV shows, things of that sort, and there was a BBC show that unfortunately got canceled after three seasons, and nobody can really figure out why, and it actually ended with Robin and Marion getting together as obviously is the way that it should be. But the way that that show was actually written, it was a, it does she love him? Does she not love him? Does he love her? Does he not love her? And it wasn't quite a, a, well, I know, I know she loves me. I know he loves me. Let's go ahead and figure out how we're going to get the two foxes together in Sherwood Forest, so to speak. Well, I, it's just so swoony. The whole scene <laughs> where he's like, you know, little John's like, go get her, sleep her off her feet. And you can tell that he really wants to, but he's mm-hmm. like, it would never work out. He's just kind of down on himself. God, I just love it so much. It's so romantic. It is. And you can tell that he wants to, and he's just afraid of getting his heart broken by it not working out, which, as we all know, it does as it should. So we move on to i think the next thing is they start talking about the um the archery contest is that correct yeah, tournament. Mm-hmm. and somewhere between the first time that robin swoops in and steals from prince john and the second time that 
Prince John get stolen from, he gets his jewels back on his rings. Did anybody notice that? I didn't notice that. That's, yeah. They got sucked off. They shouldn't have been there. Yes. I uh, so, probably got an unlimited supply, don't you think? Yeah, he does. He does tax. Yes. So we have the obligatory archery contest, which, of course, Robin dressed in a awesome costume of a stork, I believe, wins, and he tries to get, well, his his ultimate goal is to get a kiss from Marion and to get the golden arrow, because who knows what unlimited monetary riches that could bring to the, to the town of Sherwood. And Little John, I loved Little John's portrayal of the uppity, rich Duke of, what? what is he? Oh, man. See, you put me on the spot, and I'm like, it's my favorite movie. I have it memorized. And then you ask a question like that, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, any, any, anyway, he plays the Duke of Kernishenshire. Yeah. He's just so funny. Like, he really, Little John really is the best bear. A few of the costumes that he has, like, it's it makes the character having... When he's the gypsy lady or when he's the duke of the place. <laughs> I, I think they did a good job with his character and his, his costumes. My only question was, could they find anything where his buttons didn't seem like they're about to pop off? No. That's yeah, why I... it's so fun. Because, like, he's supposed to be high class, but there's something, like, disheveled about that that makes it even funnier. Like... He's kind of, like, greasy. Yes. So they win. He wins the arrow. He tries to woo Maid Marian, for lack of a better term. At some point, Prince John has figured it out. Yes. They're all move on to him. Yes, and somewhere in there, Hiss is in a balloon, turned himself into the world's first helicopter during the 1200s. <laughs> And he gets shot down by I can't remember who, and ends up in a barrel of ale. Um, I think Little John puts him in the, or maybe it's Friar Tuck. One of those two stuffs him into the thing, and oh my god, he's just so funny. Yeah, because Hiss never takes a drink of alcohol because he is a teetotaling Baptist, I guess. <laughs> and... Obviously, we see why because he was a very drunk skunk snake at the end of the at the end of this scene. And I would I, imagine soaking in a barrel of ale uh, any size. <laughs> if you were soaking in it, you'd get pretty drunk. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you had never touched it, and that would be your first taste. I think probably just taking one little gulp would put you over the edge, and you'd be singing how dry I am for the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, no. the big fight scene is super fun. We once again get to see Lady Cluck just completely go berserk on everybody and show how tough she is. Um, I'm, I'm actually glad that you brought up Lady Cluck running through the rhinos. The background music on that, was that on Wisconsin? Yes, it's their... It's the University of Wisconsin fight song, is there which is a... such a fun little detail. But 
why on Wisconsin? I mean, I'm 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 not I'm not dissing it. I like the I like the addition of a nice little fight song from the 1950s Big Ten school. I wonder if somebody like who worked on the movie put that in there for fun because they went there or something. That's that's a that's a very good possibility. Like one of those little Easter eggs, like Pixar is famous for. Yes, a one twenty eight. Is that what the Pixar? I think so. All right. Um, let me see. So John's mad. Starts sucking his thumb. Doesn't know what to do. Hiss decides, well, we need to go ahead and raise taxes because that's the only proper thing to do in these dire times is to make people pay more money than what they have. And basically everybody in Sherwood and Nottingham get thrown into the jail. Is that what I'm seeing? Yep. Um, yes, but first they have a big party in Sherwood Forest. Um, there's the whole romantic scene with the song Love, um, with the little fireflies, and he puts the ring on her finger, and it's just pretty and sweet. And um, then they have the big party where everyone is roasting Prince John, and they sing the super fun song that then the whole kingdom is singing, which is what makes him even more angry. Um, even Hiss and the sheriff are singing it, which is really what sets him off. And then he's like, double the taxes, triple the taxes. And throw everybody in jail if they can't. Everybody pay. ends up in jail. Yes, including Friar Tuck, which ends up being the straw which drives Robin to try to break everyone out. And Robin actually has, this is his third costume that we actually saw once before he comes in as a blind beggar. Mm-hmm. And it's, and after he quote unquote compliments the sheriff of Nottingham, the sheriff says for being blind, he sure does know a good man when he sees one because he's scoping out the place and trying to figure out how to get in, get out, get everybody. And so um, little John and Robin Hood are, they try to, try to sneak back in pretty much put the sheriff to sleep by having a lullaby song which yeah. is funny so robin hood then is like dressed as one of the vultures and impersonates him it's just cute and funny and yeah and the and the vultures which were which i think you said when we did um the aristic the aristocats were actually played by the same people it was George Lindsay and Ken Curtis, which yeah, I think um, Ken Curtis was the one difference. He was Festus in the um, Gunsmoke. How can I forget that one? And they played the two vultures that were pretty much walking the the grounds, yelling three o'clock and all's well. <laughs> Trigger and Nutsy. Yes. <laughs> and so... Robin grabs Trigger, changes into his outfit, somehow has a sock which makes him look like a vulture, gets into the gets into the um jail, starts breaking everybody out, and then he goes and starts trying to retrieve all of the ill gotten gains of Prince John. 
and he pretty much has it all until somehow Hiss, who is sleeping in a baby crib at the foot of the bed, <laughs> which is another great thing you would never think to have your chief of staff sleeping in a baby crib. And they're sleeping in the treasury, and somehow I think one of the bags gets opened and starts dropping money, which wakes up Hiss, and he sounds the alarm, and everybody's trying to get out of the castle, and the whole castle pretty much burns down, which brings up the question, how does a castle that is made of stone burn? Well, they, you can see on the inside they have supports for the roof that are made of wood. So there is some wood that can burn. And everything will burn if you get hot enough. Yes. So I never even thought of that because I'm always like so enchanted by the whole pulley system that they're using to lift the money out of that room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never occurred to me. Like, it's like, no, it's just, I don't know. There's something about it. It just... It's, it mesmerizes me, and it captures my imagination, and I'm just, like, into it. I can't think about anything else. Well, and see, that that's that's the reason why we have you on here, because you keep everything nice and positive, where I'm finding little nitpicks like a stone building shouldn't burn. Well, I'm not always positive. Just well, the for... movies that I really like, I can look past little things like that. That was exactly where I was going for the for the movies that you keep on a on a constant rotation. You don't have a problem with getting rid of your disbelief for an hour and however long the movie is. But if it's something that's horrible and should not have been made, see a couple of our previous podcasts. <laughs> we will pick them apart, and we can't be positive even when we try to be. Side note, Chris, have you seen The Happiest Millionaire? I have not seen The Happiest Millionaire. Oh. No. Oh my Save God. yourself three hours. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> watch three Endgame hours? instead. Yes, Endgame is a much better um, use of three hours of your time that you'll actually come out. Of course, you'll be crying, but I think you'll be crying for a totally different reason. If you were to watch The Happiest Millionaire. Watching paint dry is a better way to spend three hours <laughs> than watching Happiest Millionaire. But th- this is a Robin Hood show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if we could make it through an episode of the show without you bringing up the worst <laughs> Disney movie to date. And we've I don't had know some why doozies. About it. Yes. Which is why we're going to have to go back and recover it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I joke. I, I I don't think I could make So Robin Hood yes. is in danger um, because Prince John is woken up. The sheriff is privy to what's going on. They're getting caught um, shooting arrows at Robin Hood. Everyone's escaping the castle. It's high drama. Um, very exciting and, and kind of scary, really. And this is the part that I mentioned, like, the the only problem I have with this movie that even bothered me when I was little and would watch it is as, you know, they're all escaping. They get them loaded up into a wagon to haul them away. And um, Mama Rabbit is like, oh, no, my baby. And the tiniest baby bunny 
has not made it onto the wagon somehow. She's just been totally missed and is way behind everybody. And I've, I've always thought, okay, how did the baby not make it? But Robin Hood saves her. It's just that mom losing track of the, I, I guess she has 14 kids. I should offer some grace. <laughs> you know, but I was going to say, no, my baby. 14 kids. <laughs> yeah. And so Robin goes back, saves little, whatever the bunny's name is, brings her out. The castle is burning down and suddenly John and his look around and like, this isn't good that we just burned your mom's castle to the ground. And, of course, this sets John off into an irreconcilable tantrum. And the next thing that we see is Robin getting married. Well, we there's a fake out death. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here. It looks like it looks like Prince John has defeated Robin Hood, and then he swims up and everything's happy. I, I, I don't know how I could forget the fake out death because I think that's in several of the other iterations of the movie. And in fact, there was a 1940 maybe Robin Hood where they had the same death from getting shot with arrows. That's actually from the original book. That's okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, we we have been educated tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've got a copy of. Um, well, I don't know actually who the author is, but I have a copy of Robin Hood. I've not read yet. Um, but it wraps up pretty quickly after that. We get the fake out death. Robin's okay, and then it, you know, we get upset Prince John, and then it cuts to Alan Dale, who kind of gives us the epilogue like well uh king richard came back and pardoned um robin hood and now prince john is like working what do they call that chain gang chain gang knocking rocks and we get the most wonderful disney wedding of all time okay. uh, that, that's debatable there's definitely been a lot of very good what about aladdin aladdin definitely had a much fancier wedding that's true but they're just so sweet and in love. <laughs> and King Richard has an outlaw for an in-law. Yes. And we all live happily ever after the end. The end. So did you know that, um, I don't know the exact number, but I read, like, they were trying to make this so fast that this has, I think, more recycled animation scenes than any other Disney movie at the time. Hmm. Um and if I counted right, it's like 26. Really? Yeah. Like from from dancing to like the wedding bells and um, like there's all kinds of recycled animation in this, which is fun. I, I really don't even notice unless you're looking for it. But I, I had no idea. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch it and try to find them. Yeah. I mean, you can Google it. There's, you know, lists that show side by sides, but. I, I just, I, I think maybe there was some criticism for that at the time, but um, it doesn't matter. The movie holds up. Now, from what I was actually reading on the Wikipedia, and we all know that Wikipedia never lies, <laughs> Walt Disney was actually trying to make a Robin Hood-like movie called Reynard the Fox, starting in 1937. So, yeah, he waited a long time for this one to get made. Well, he wasn't around when this one got made, yeah. but 
I'm glad that it went the direction that it ended up going. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, is there anything on your rewatch that we haven't covered? Because I know you said you were you'd be happy to rewatch this one for the for the show. Uh, yeah, I, I, you guys caught way more stuff than I caught. <laughs> like I, I thought with my little notes and stuff that I was like, oh, I'm gonna be so clever. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just blew me out of the like yeah just sit over there and and twiddle your thumbs no tell us everything Uh, well I had some of the little John quotes that he said and uh, I talked about Hiss getting drunk like you guys I I don't want to be say the whole show because you guys said everything (laughs) that I would be insightful with (laughs) all right Kyra, do you have any additional notes that have been run over by the Um, wagon? Well, this received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song for um, the song that plays when um, Robin Hood and Maid Marian are having their little romantic moment. The song's called Love. I always mess up the name of the song because the lyrics are Love Goes On and On. Um but it did receive an Oscar nomination for that song. Did not win. Hmm. But I thought that was notable. That is such a sweet song. Okay. Well, um, I've I've got nothing else. Do you, anyone else have anything before we move on to the three hardest questions for any podcast? I say let's go for it. Okay. Well, the first question is, what is today's impact on this movie? As I stated previously, the Robin Hood myth has been done and done and done. And the most recent we won't even speak of because it I think I made it through 20 minutes of it. <laughs> and didn't really understand where it was set, if it was in ancient England or futuristic London or couldn't really tell. So the myth of Robin Hood is... Of course, classic. It shows up in movies, TV, Disney movies, more than one. And, I mean, it's it's something that's going to be around until the end of time. So I don't see there being any bad, um, any bad connotations with the movie, with this particular movie. Though. Oh, did you know um, there's actually a remake in the works for Disney Plus? Um, it was confirmed or announced, um, in 2020. So I I haven't been able to find anything else about it, but, um, it was announced two years ago and then it's going to be like a live action CGI hybrid. Oh, okay. So, so it'll be Jungle Book, Aladdin. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast, those kind of remakes. Yeah, it says the same kind of anthropomorphic, I can't say that word. So, yeah, it'll be, I I hope that they don't bungle it. Like, I'm I'm very excited about it, but, like, cautiously, because I just, I don't want them to mess it up, but I'm, I'm anticipating it. Okay. All right. The second question is, is this movie mirrored in culture today? I think that it could be mirrored in culture today with the way that 
society presently is with the, the top 1% and everything, I think that it could easily be mirrored, although it's not presently that I'm aware of. But I think the world could do with another Robin Hood. Yeah. But with the way that the modern day is, it will be a whole lot harder for Robin Hood to actually just disappear into a forest after he absconds with a rich man's jewels off of his rings. <laughs> yes, it would have to be Bitcoin. Yes. I was yes. going to say Crypto Robin Hood. Crypto Hood, coming soon to Disney+. Plus. Oh, my. All right. And the third and final question is, how does it fit into today's society? Well, I think there's always a place for Robin Hood. I think no matter what the time, no matter what the place, there's always going to be a space in everyone's heart and bookshelf for some sort of Robin Hood indoctrination. Yeah, it's timeless. And um, I don't know, like this one is just, it's hilarious. It's musical. It's got action and a little drama and a little romance. It's got everything. So... Yeah, there's always a place for all of those things, and when you put them all together, it's like the most perfect movie ever made. And I think that's why Chris gave it three thumbs at the beginning of the movie, or the <laughs> beginning of the review. So, does anyone have anything that needs to be added before we go and shoot an arrow at it, at the movie? I just wish that we could all like watch this movie together. Um on repeat for a full day. <laughs> Why doesn't Disney do that? Like, and see, this one was released when? November, what did I say? 73. But, like, what day? Because, I mean, November the 8th. So, I mean, we have 24 hours of a, a Christmas story running alongside 24 hours of a Christmas story 2. And we have several other movies during the Christmas season that seem to be on repeat, not the least of which is the Jim Carrey Grinch. Why can't Disney run classic movies like this on the Disney Channel or Disney Kids? Because there's nothing really in this movie that would be offensive to anyone unless you're afraid of getting your gold stolen from under your bed. I could see people being uh, uh, bothered by drunk snakes, but uh, yeah, I do definitely agree <laughs> that it does seem like something that Disney would do. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw a drunk snake at the end of this movie. <laughs> Chris, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can find uh, my book, Your Own Little World. It's on Amazon. Uh, and uh, hopefully I'll be having a second one coming out soon. All right. Well, I am sending you or hopefully sending you a Facebook request in the next couple of minutes. So when this when this airs, we'll include you in on the on the release. That way you can tell your millions and millions of fans and loved ones that you were on the podcast. I, oh. I've been bragging about it. I was super excited to be on here with you guys. But uh, the Facebook is Books by Chris Ruder. Okay. All right. Well, we will we will also put a link to your Amazon page 
on the show notes when it does release. Thank you for taking the time to do this for us. I know it's been a little bit of a problem with a couple of rescheduled because of unforeseen things happening. It, it happens. We're all human. But I appreciate you guys letting me be on here. And, and uh, uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Yes, sir. We might have you on here to discuss Aladdin since you think that's a good wedding scene. That is a very classy wedding. Talk about expensive. But that's yes. not until the third one. <laughs> now, was that one the one that was directed video? No. That was that was the second one, the one without Robin Williams. And then okay. Robin Williams came back, so they brought it back to the theaters. Okay. See, I, I'm, I'm getting knowledge thrown at me from Robin Hood all the way to Aladdin. So, all right. Well, we will go ahead and say goodnight. Oh, I forgot. We always have homework for our listeners. Next week's movie is the one that I was tripping Kyra up at the beginning of the episode. We will be going back to Herbie with Herbie Rides Again. It is the 1974 release. It is on Disney Plus or we wouldn't be discussing it. So there's your um, homework, those of you who watch along at home. And until we talk again... Stay safe, stay hungry, and watch out for flying snake helicopters. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, let me make sure. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Who is a regular attendee of games. But I not see, this year. No, of course, you know, COVID ruined everybody's life, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs>